You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, you know it. It's time for a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, we look at how COVID has changed clothes shopping behavior. Are you shopping for clothes uh, during the, the the pandemic? And we'll also be talking about how this has impacted the waste landscape. And joining Marcy Trent Long this afternoon is the director of Circular Fashion at Redress, Ariane Riquier. Good afternoon, Trash Talk listeners. As Hong Kong moves out of lockdown and the world opens up after the pandemic, we thought it would make sense to look at how COVID has changed behavior in Hong Kong and how it impacted the waste landscape there. First stop, online shopping. So we all know that the amount of online shopping in Hong Kong went through the roof during the pandemic. But were people also shopping for clothes? I mean, it's not as if we're all going to a lot of gatherings to get dressed up during the pandemic, right? With us today to answer those and other trash talk questions is Ariane Riquier, Director of Circular Fashion at Redress, a leading environmental NGO working to reduce fashion waste. Welcome to the show, Ariane. Hello, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you could come. So we're bursting with questions about online shopping during COVID, but maybe we should take a step back and you tell us a little bit about Redress for those, maybe the two listeners that don't know about Redress yet. <laughs> so in case you have not heard about Redress before, yes, um, of course. So um, like you were saying, uh, we are an environmental NGO working to reduce the negative environmental impact of the fashion industry. And the way we do that is really through um, educating and empowering the fashion industry and consumers. Um, we organize different programs and we've also developed loads of resources for a very big, a very varied audience. So we, we address um, school children, uh, designers, the general public, and that's why we've designed many different kinds of resources. Two of our main programs, I would say, our main main events um, are the annual Get, uh, Redress Design Awards, so which is the world's largest uh, sustainable fashion competition for uh, emerging designers, and the Get Redress Month, which is coming up in October 2022, which is our campaign for clothing collection, where we uh, would collect clothing at um, over 100 different partners across Hong Kong. We sort through them together and then we sell them during a special pop-up later in November. And these events serve as a great um, awareness uh, campaign for fashion sustainability specifically in Hong Kong. Okay, and so do we just donate the clothes to you or is that the way it works? Yeah, so Get Redress, we're going to start, um, you know, sharing to the public what is our plan and what's going to happen over uh, in October, later in July. So stay tuned. And yes, we'll be um, organizing clothing drive all over Hong Kong. It could be in your office. It could be in your favorite store. And uh, and then we're going to welcome people to come and do sorting with us. So last year, we sorted through 20 tons of clothing that were collecting over one month. It is very impressive. So if you haven't seen the picture, have a look at the website. It's a, a huge a mountain of clothing that we had uh, put down in a, in a space and then 
together with um, volunteers, we sorted through all of that and then were able to um, donate a, a, a huge quantity as well as resell a big part in our pop-up shop. So that was, a, of course, great, great milestone for us. And we hope to be as successful uh, in, in the coming one. Right. Well, part of the reason you're successful at Trash Talk listeners is you guys make it really fun. You somehow make it fun <laughs> to sort through 20 tons of clothing. And I'm not exactly sure how, but you definitely do it. So <laughs> all the photographs <laughs> look really fun. And then you somehow in 2021, in the middle of COVID, were able to set up a full-time shop, right? A permanent shop? Yes, uh, there was a really exciting project of uh, last year. So the shop has been open about a year ago. So yeah, because uh, yeah, about a year ago now. And um, so indeed, the timing was uh, a bit surprising to some, but we, we've, we've had a really good uh, feedback and very interesting turnout at the shop. So having a shop, it gives us the possibility to have like a more permanent base um, uh, in Chamshipo, so in a very interesting neighborhood that has, of course, a very strong history to fashion and textile um, textile design. So we, we believe that this is a great home for us. Um, and with this permanent place, we, we have a bit of a different, different possibilities as well. So we also use, we also use it for different activities. For example, we could have, you know, workshops. We had students come in and do uh, videos in the shop. Um, we have also a different, different kind of customers coming in and learning about fashion, um, and it's fashion's impact and also purchasing secondhand. Um, because we are in Chamshaper and you may know that our pop-up are usually actually on the island side. So that gives the possibility for different people to get introduced to secondhand and to start uh, learning about it. So it is a great, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity for us. And although we had to close for a few months in early of 2022, we reopened in uh, early of May and we were very happy that customers came back straight away. So the first weekend was very, very busy. And that was a great pleasure for us to see that people were very eager to come back to see what was new and what they could enjoy for the, the summertime. Well, okay, that leads me to my next question, which is, is now, is secondhand clothing now an accepted option to the latest and greatest fashion in Hong Kong? Because Hong Kongers have always loved the latest Prada, the latest, you know, fashion house, whatever. So. Is it now acceptable? I mean, I mean, I've got my secondhand clothing on for this. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> no surprise. Um, well, it's, it's a very interesting, um, thing that has been happening in the last few years. Um, so in 2020, we conducted a research, um, with, uh, Edelman Intelligence. And in this research, we found out that, uh, only 14% of Hong Kongers were owning clothing that they bought secondhand. Um, we, in the next few months, we should be releasing additional research on that. So, uh, we should have a little bit updated numbers as well. Um, but it's true that it is not a majority of Hong Kongers who are um, purchasing secondhand fashion at this point. Now, there is also a big shift um, uh, with young people um, who are very much into thrifting. And so we see that emerging um, of like younger generation who really see the value of 
looking back at different styles from different uh, periods who are really keen on having a super personalized style that does not fit um, uh, you know, mainstream standards and who are really looking for the unique piece that is going to be very, very much their style and very much what they are looking for at the time. So there is a, definitely a, a big increase in the interest for thrifting, which is really exciting. We hope that through, of course, also the development of secondhand offer in Hong Kong, because, well, readers are very, very happy for people who, who come and, and, and discover secondhand with us. But there are also a lot of other actors, uh, whether online or offline. Um, and I just, yeah, quote a few people we, we are very happy to be working with, but like uh, Green Ladies, for example, who also do an amazing job at uh, selling um, secondhand fashion in different places in Hong Kong. Um, so now you have also just a bigger offer and just way more possibility for each person to find something that is their style. So that is really positive and really encouraging for us to see more people who are interested to see also younger people coming in and uh, you know asking about it um so in our store the readers closet actually we see a really big variety of people we have people in their 60s we have people in their very early 20s who are like super fashionable you have you know people who just uh, go around to uh, buy the groceries and on the way they see the shop and they see something they fancy in the, in the, in the window. So they come in. So that's something that we see as a, a great potential is if we start to have lots of very different people who are interested in it. And often when they actually enter our shop, they may not know it as secondhand, right? Cause it's not something that is obvious to anyone who doesn't know redress. That is all the more exciting because then people just come in because they like what we are showing. And then they learn about secondhand, you know, as they discuss with our team, as they see the posters in the shop. And so it's also a different way to be introduced to secondhand is more like, oh, I see something I really like, and it happens to be secondhand. So we hope that, of course, maybe the next time the person is looking to purchase something, they might think, actually, secondhand was pretty nice. Why don't I go back to that? Yeah. And, you know, reuse is the number one. So, so you're absolutely right. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are at the top of the food chain or the recycling chain, I guess that we would call it. Reusing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, reusing um, I think, well, not, not, at a, not, not getting more and like getting like try striving for less is always, always ah, like, the yeah, number one. Pass. Yeah. Right. The number one <laughs> yeah, is less, just not buying what we don't need. And that is true for secondhand as well. We also, uh, we, we are not a, a classic brand in that sense. We are not trying to, for people to buy more from us or from anyone else, really. We are trying for people to buy secondhand instead of a new item. Um, so like looking at secondhand as an option whenever they need or really want to purchase something else. But the first thing we, of course, want to, to share the message is buying less is the, the first tip we can give. Um, making sure that, you know, if something that we feel like we want to buy, is it really something that we are going to use for a long time? That sits at the, at the back of the wardrobe. Um, so looking at, you know, is it just because it's the style of the day and it's something that actually I don't like so much or that I don't think looks so good on me. Um, also small things such as like the materials, the, the size, like, is it really the right size for, for me? Is it really the material that I feel comfortable in? So small things like that are always tip we give before we, before we encourage people to buy secondhand.
Got it. So buy less, buy secondhand. Now, what if you buy secondhand online? Is that mm. uh, is that okay? Well. And I guess we should go back to that main question of did during COVID over the last few years, has there been, you know, more online shopping? For clothes. Well, um, definitely. I mean, online shopping, what we see is that, in a way, it was two things, right? Like, on the one side, we didn't really have many occasions to dress up. So, um, so yeah, so, so, like, less intention to, to buy new things. Um, but at the same time, we also had way more time to do online browsing. So, um, there is not, no, no clear, uh, like, like tendency. So there was definitely, a lot more in general, there is definitely a lot more of online shopping over the last few years, just simply because it's so convenient and uh, you can browse websites from all over the world and find exactly the item you're looking for. It is super convenient. Most brands or most websites deliver, you know, 24, 48 hours. So how can you beat that? That's like so fast. Um, and then we also can buy from everywhere, anytime, right? So you wake up at 2 a.m., you, you can't sleep and you have your phone on your, your, on your bedside table. You could per, be purchasing something else. So, and, and on top of that, I think the other thing I, sh I should really add is um, the fact that um, with online shopping, there is also an acceleration of the trends. Um, it's really linked to social media. So we also see that, of course, Trends are going very fast and they are kind of blasted at us at an unprecedented rate where we, we are bombarded by images of what we should be wearing of like very inspirational, uh, images, people we follow online, people we, we, we see, uh, wearing new things, uh, interesting lifestyle and that, that is really just encouraging us to, to buy more. So, so it is, of course, not, not easy to, to resist all of these um, very exciting messages around. Um, so, you, so what's suddenly, in, yeah. What's interesting is what you say about young people, though, right? That young yeah. people are willing to do secondhand because they are able to create their own kind of identity and their own creativity and style mm. rather than being a slave to that social media, that quick trend. Well, we see that it's it's changing, and it's not. Um, there is also, I think, on 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 the part of, of younger people, also of course, a stronger awareness about sustainability um, questions. Um, they are usually just a little bit more aware about um, you know climate change, the impact of fashion on the environment, so, and, and they realize that this is kind of their what they're going to have to deal with. So. There is certainly a trend like this. It doesn't mean that on the other side, we also don't have still a lot of online shopping. That is also the case. So it is not a single trend. That would be too easy, right? So there is definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Except for> right? <laughs> Statistics don't work that yeah. way, sadly. <laughs> it doesn't work as easily as that. Um, yeah. Well, which is one thing so for overconsumption and young people, um, we always realize that this is super important for us to, to, to support, to support young people into that. And um, that's one of the reasons we worked with the, under the ECF project and we developed a, an educational toolkit. And so in, we relaunched actually the latest version uh, last week on our website. And in this toolkit, we really wanted to be 
to be giving students uh, resources for them to learn about fashion, to learn about overconsumption, especially. So overconsumption is one whole module to itself. To try to talk about um, how are we getting influenced by social media, by marketing campaigns? How is a purchase or like a decision we're making uh, our own or how much is it influenced by external factors? And we believe it's also important, of course, to talk about this uh, so that they are aware of these uh, pitfalls so that they can have a more, yeah, a, a more um, well thought kind of, de of decision. So, yeah, we hope that um, young people would also go to these kind of material, share it with their friends, share it in class um, so they can get more informed and like follow um, and, 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 and follow also more sustainable trends. Right. But you know, what's great is you create this fun alternative for them, which is to go to the Sham Shui Po redress store and thrift and secondhand and, and make it fun. So take all that learning. And then what teenagers really love to do is make it fun. Right. Yes. <laughs> so you're providing and, that opportunity. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, shopping is fun and like, I can't argue with that. I completely agree. Um, but so the, the objective is not to make life more boring. And uh, well, it, it's in general in terms in, in like activists and, and organizations who are uh, aiming at more uh, sustainable lifestyles. I think we see that we can't just be proposing an alternative to be like, just stop doing whatever you're doing. It's, it's way more interesting to work with people to propose alternatives that are fun and that are engaging and that, you know, create new, uh, create new value, create new, um, uh, connection between among people. Yeah. Perfect place to end. Ariane, thank you so much for your time and for coming on the show. I'll just uh, do a tiny mention, which is that we're going to have a pop-up coming up from July 12 to 17 in Taiku Place. And we'd be very happy to see you there. So stay tuned onto our social media and um, yeah, co come and have a look and learn about fashion waste and secondhand fashion. The redress pop-ups are really good. Take it as a trip, trash talkers. You want to yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ariane, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, have a great day. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. She was speaking to the Director of Circular Fashion at Redress, Ariane Requier. Marcy will be back again next week. Thank you very much indeed. Mm -hmm.